Hello, this is Wendy and Sarah. Welcome to the Rising Stronger podcast. We're passionate about all things yoga, health, and wellness to help you navigate a vibrant, empowered life at age 40 and beyond. We've both been rising stronger for 50 plus years, committed to living our best life. We teach and bring you education and insight on meditation, yoga, nutrition, natural healing techniques, and we don't shy away from any topics here like menopause and grief. This is the place to learn and grow through holistic living and igniting your true nature. Join us for inspired, soul-sparking conversations. This is the Rising Stronger Podcast. Hello, Rising Stronger community. Wendy Swanson and Sarah Kane DeCosta here with you. We are so honored that you decided to join in. We are here the first and third Wednesdays of every month. So please share the podcast, spread the love, and join our Facebook group. We have a beautiful, vibrant, private Facebook page. Look us up at Rising Stronger. We are so blessed today to have Astrid here with us. She's a longtime friend of Sarah's and a bilingual visionary and multicultural trailblazer over four decades here in North Carolina, though her country of origin is Caracas, Venezuela. Our topic today is reinventing yourself which is beautiful at this time of recording. It's spring, and we are seeing the light at the end of the tunnel with the pandemic. So we are ready to dive into that springtime energy of reinventing. Sarah, since you are good friends with Astrid, please tell us a little bit about this amazing woman who's joining us. Yes. Thank you so much, Wendy. And Astrid, welcome, welcome, welcome. We are thrilled to have you. And it's it's quite interesting. I was thinking about this before recording that Astrid, you and I have been crossing paths for it's it's like almost 20 years, I think. <laughs> Actually. I know, I know. And if, if I recall, when we first met, I was working in human resources uh, for TJ Maxx, and you were an entrepreneur with your company called Diverso Global Strategies, which is a multicultural marketing and workplace strategy business. And it's Right, that's correct. Right, we we were working together. I think also with the Urban League, helping to bring English as a second language to some of our employees at TJ Maxx, and developing hiring practices. Am I? I'm remembering that correct, right? Oh well, actually, well, Buenos dias. Uh, first of all, I feel blessed and grateful to be here with you this morning. Um, spring has sprung and um, it is time for renewal and for reinventing. So I, I love to be doing it with two amazing women like the two of you and be 21st century strong. And so, um, and just to go back to your question, 
actually back then, uh, of course, I no longer have, you know, that business, but, you know, once an entrepreneur, always an entrepreneur. And uh, I became a serial entrepreneur. Actually, I had three businesses that were all focused on um, culture shifts and whether it was about talent, uh, redevelopment or marketing or um, sustainability. And that particular time, Diverso Global Strategies was working with TJ Maxx at that time and with the U.S. Department of Labor with the Urban League um, and Johnson C. Smith University in a big project to be able to reintegrate um, uh, our non-native English speaker Latino community to re-engage in the workplace because 9-11 has just happened. So we met, imagine, it feels like a century ago in 2003. Wow. Yes. And there were grants that came from the government, almost at the same kind of environment that we're in, where the government has poured out so many resources in our community now with the CARES Act. At that time was the Workforce Investment Act that we're providing uh, um, retooling for a lot of our minorities. And this was a big project that we have with the Department of Labor at Johnson C. Smith University. And uh, the Urban League was the, the the service provider or the nonprofit. That so TJ Maxx was wonderful. You and Marlene Cox, which uh, of course we both love, were um, part of the team that brought a lot of your multicultural, um, especially the Spanish speakers, to this program called Stepping Up, which was focused on um, helping develop leadership, team building, communication, and decision making. So I uh, know it's a long answer to say, yes, we were there together. We partnered together um, in, in, um, in empowering our community. And we continue to empower now, now that I'm on the other side in a nonprofit uh, working with our community uh, as a executive director for the YMCA in our region. Yes. And thank you for reminding me of all of that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for that. And and you've continued to do work like this um, with bringing together diverse communities and engaging them, right, for purposes of connecting their contributions, stimulating transformation, igniting equity, economic mobility, and growth opportunities. You've continued this throughout your entire career. It's personally and professionally. And Astrid, if I may too, I would love to share this about you, that you have received numerous achievement and recognition awards for your trailblazing work. And some of the most recent ones are 50 Most Influential Women in Charlotte Award, the NFL Hispanic Heritage Leadership Award, and Johnson C. Smith University Presidential Citation for Bridging Opportunities and Workplace Disparities for Latinos and African Americans in our Charlotte region. So thank you, thank you for your good work in making our region a better place to live for all. We're well, just, so re- just remember, you were a part of it too, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, with, it's with partners like you that I've been able to do, you know, Charlotte is, a, is great to, to give you opportunities to make a difference. And, uh, you know, don't give me an opportunity because I'll take it. So <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Which is why you are the 
perfect, perfect person to be here with us today to talk about reinventing yourself. And so is there, is there anything else about the personal and professional background that, that you would like to share in addition um, that we may have missed out that you'd like to highlight for oh, us? Oh, wow. Um, well, I tell you, I mean, you know, I did go through the journey of getting, of being married, um, you know, falling in love, being married, getting divorced, falling out of love, all of those things. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, and um, I, in corporate America come when I came here to Charlotte and then started my businesses. And that is why the reinventing part, um, because not only I had to do it professionally, but also personally. Um you know, once my dad passed away, my mom came to the United States and um, for the past uh, 12, 13, no, I'm sorry, almost more than that, 14 years, um, I've been sort of caring for a, a, a senior that becomes more of a senior, but also we've been being able to develop a relationship. So not only do I live with her, or she lives with me now, um, but also we have a wonderful 100-year-old um, housemate that is a dear friend. And so that's part of my personal journey right now is like reinventing how we reconnect with our past and our future in a 21st century post-COVID reality uh, with our seniors and our young people and um, all our current reality. So um, that's part of my personal journey right now that I wanted to highlight because um it is um, as new to me uh, as COVID is to all of us in terms of, um, you know, living with a hundred and an eighty-year-old uh, golden girls that are wonderful and that are really enriching my life in ways that I was was not expecting. That is so beautiful. I. It's just amazing, and and I'm sure that I could. I would just love to hear the conversation that happened with all of you with the Golden Girls, an 80 year old, 100 year old. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> so good. And, and it, it, you know, it's the great thing. It's like well, it's 88. My mom is 88, and um, we call her Doña Octavia. So it's like Miss Octavia. It's um she's a hundred and she's got two laptops. She does WhatsApp, Facebook. Um, <laughs> she sends texts, emails, videos, and all the stuff. She knows how to do Netflix and all of that. So it's like a, a way that the universe has brought me to this place where it's like, okay, Astrid, if you get to a hundred, you're going to be fine. Yes, you can. Yeah do this. So uh, it really talks about the resilience and longevity of women um, in, in so many different ways, because she does have a lot of uh, um, different conditions, you know, in terms of uh, her health, but that has never stopped her. And, and that is an inspiration to me. And uh, my mom, you know, is just an inspiration to be able to become friends with her after many, many years of being apart. And many, many years of being rebellious in Venezuela when I was there. When, when <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And so what do you, um, I, I've heard this saying before, and uh, if you have a pulse, you have a purpose. 
And this quote reminds me of you, Astrid. You've continued to grow, evolve, change, engage. And and what drives your passion and purpose for you? Wow, that's a great question. You know, I would not be sitting here talking to you if it wasn't because I have a passion for community. And for and community as a as really as, as the way it is common unity of um, as you mentioned before bridging um, people creating community and because community is also the one that has helped me become the person that I am um, understand the pulse of where I am. And North Carolina has been home for 41 years and counting. And, um, you know, it has been a, a way to learn about myself and understand that we have to be a community of learners with a teachable spirit if we're going to be able to uh, move together and accomplish. And and that has way the way that I've been able to make an impact because for me, the purpose, um, my purpose is to create change for the better, um, to leave places better than when I came in, to leave situations better than when I found them or, 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 or people um, to, to contribute to them. So, it, but I'm learning in that process all the time. So it's, it's community, what has really helped me understand the pulse, build the pulse, improve the pulse of anywhere that I am, any situation, any project, any job. Um, and uh, the mentors and femters, I call them, because it's not just mentors. You know, I've always had, as a non-native English speaker, I always wonder, why do they call them mentors? Why is it only men that do this? <laughs> So I have adopted my femters, female, um, you know, women that are leaders that I admire um, as much as many men, but that, that had made a difference and transformed my life and um, provided opportunities and access um, and, and learning, you know. So I, I just think that we need to challenge the assumptions every time. And, uh, and I think that's what has made a difference for me to, to help build and transform community. I love, I love that new word. Wendy, we're going to need to d- adopt that, femters. Yes. yes, I love that. And, and the other thing you said, Asher, that really struck me is the community, the common unity. Mm-hmm. Like that is just so beautiful and, and that we're lifelong learners, but you said something spiritual seekers or, or just that, that openness and gosh, community is, is the way to go. You're absolutely right. Cause we alone can do a lot, but it's, yeah. it's when we bring people together, we become so much greater than ourselves and each of the individual parts. Uh, that's, yeah. I, I I'm just in awe. Thank you. Oh, oh, you're so kind. Well, that reminds me of that wonderful African, uh, you know, uh, phrase or, or saying that is like, 
If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Mm. Yes. This is why it, for me, is so important that to, to be a community of learners with a teachable spirit, because that's what's going to take us far, you know, go fast. And we could be doing, 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 doing. And that is part of the culture in the United States. You know, we're a doing society. And Sarah might remember that because I used to teach that um, when I was doing that, that stepping up program with her at TJ Maxx, mm-hmm. uh, the Urban League, that, you know, was comparing our cultural differences in us as newcomers and immigrants to the United States come from cultures that are being society. So their relationship is more important. The who we are, the being part is more important. And then we come to a culture that is a doing society where the task is more important. And many times we sacrifice their relationships for the task. Mm-hmm. And we lose ourselves in that process. And so, so that's part of the re-engaging with who you are and the reinventing. But when you know who you are, you can reinvent. If you don't have a baseline, you don't know what to reinvent from, right? If you don't have. So it is very important for us to be in touch with ourselves and especially as newcomers um, and, and or anybody that comes from another place. If somebody comes here from California or from New York, like Wendy, or from, you know, Venezuela, like I did. We need to understand how to adapt um, and how to also not be defined by others, but by who we are, not let others define us. And um, that is a hard part when we are coming to a new environment. You know, for me, it's not a new environment anymore. It's 41 years plus. But for, for many people that are coming to Charlotte, which is a city that has, you know, um, eight out of 10 people is from somewhere else. So how do we help them belong? How do we help them be? How do we help them, you know, be connected and then have the journey together and not just do and, you know, continuously be focused on the tasks, which we're really good at. But sometimes you find yourself empty and that's when you have to reinvent yourself. And yeah. It's so important to be in touch with who you are because there are many times, I don't know for any of you, but my cycles are go five years. I get restless. I start getting restless at the four and a half year Point. I know in the five years, I need to start reinventing, refreshing, renewing, and finding new tools. But I wouldn't know that if I was not in touch with my being part. If, because um, if I was just in the doing part, which I did, I have done a lot, um, I would be lost, especially in this environment now, and especially in this uncharted territory that it is a covet reality that it looks like it's going to be here for a while. You know, 
Astrid, you're just you're making some fabulous points. And, you know, it's interesting because what you're saying so relates to the practice of yoga and meditation that Wendy and I have been studying and practicing for 20 years is that yoga is the journey to the essence of who you are. And Mm. oftentimes people think it's just the physical practice. It's the exercise or the fitness part. And it is, that's part of it. The other part of it is getting to know who you are. And what you've just said right now is so critical because if you don't, if you don't spend that time knowing who you are, it is Mm. difficult to reinvent or to pivot like so many people are trying to do right now during, you know, the, the pandemic has forced uh, many of us to pivot and reinvent. Um, and so spending that time and, and knowing yourself and as you're saying that you're five, I think I have a five or seven year cycle like you do. <laughs> thinking about there you go. <laughs> I think I have that too. <laughs> Definitely have that. And every every everybody has a different time. I know mine is five. I start getting yeah. itchy. And, yeah. You know, if I stay longer, then I have to reinvent myself in whatever situation that I'm in. Otherwise, I become stale. Um, I feel that I am not progressing. I feel that I'm anxious. And so when people get to know themselves, they don't start going after pills or alcohol or drugs or, you know, whatever, you know, sex or something like that to find their center. Mm-hmm. They themselves. And then you can like, oh, okay, here's, here's now this like clay, you know, now I can go ahead and um, mold this, as you said, with, you know, with yoga if you know yourself, you can mold it. I mean, you're in the hands of the energy that is molding you at a particular time. And so it's just so important for us to not go outside ourselves, but to go inside ourselves to reinvent. You know, we have it all in us. We just need to trigger that, you know, to activate what we have Um and that's, you know, honestly, that's what I, has kept me sane to, you know, changes. Yes. And, and if I could just recap, also another important point, I think that what I heard too is when you know that you have these cycles of, of when you need to reinvent and it, it sounds like, you know, it's that time Mm-hmm. Because you're starting to feel, you feel anxious. Mm-hmm. You, you feel it in your body yeah. and in your mind. And it comes across as being feeling stale and anxious. That, that's, yes. that's key to recognize when. Yes. Uh, and I, I w- I'm hoping that more people during this time of the pandemic, which was so great because it kind of helped us retrieve from the doing and come to our homes, to the being. Yes. What an opportunity to find, you know, husbands and wives found each other. Might have been a good thing, might have been a bad thing, but they found (laughs) each other again in the house. 
you found your children, you found your parents, you found, you connected with people in a different way. It was a time to renew connections to yourself, to those who you love, um, and to people that you didn't even know that you were going to be connected with or that you would have, you know, now that Zoom brought people, thousands of people together that would have never been together because they couldn't go to the events or they couldn't go to this or that, you know, or you choose not to go. But now you could be there without necessarily being there. We could almost beam ourselves to places. Yes. <laughs> the, so it was so great to be able to reconnect um, with ourselves and with our families, with everybody. So it gave us some time, a retrieval from the doing part. And I think it's going to create better people and a better, Wendy, that better common unity, that better community um, that we need to move into this 21st century strong that we need to be. Um, because it's an ambiguous future, it's very uh, unpredictable. But if we're connected to ourselves and our strength, then we can do whatever because I connect with your strength. And so it's like a multiplier. And that makes a big difference. It does. And and so what would you say, Wendy and I have often heard women in our community, right? They're typically women in our rising stronger community are ages 40 and older. And we have heard not all of them, but for some of them, we've heard, oh, it's, it's too late for me to learn something new. I'm too old. Uh, We've heard this. And so what what would you say? What would you say to them? Good, good, good. Well, you know, you are only holding your head. It depends on how you feel. If you are 88, but you feel like you're 50, then you are 50. You know, your body might tell you, uh, uh, you cannot do this. You cannot jump that far. You cannot do that cartwheel, excuse me. But, <laughs> you know, but, when, but your energy, and it is all about managing our energy. And you know that, Sarah. You know, to manage our energy. So, you know, I have reinvented myself several times in this because, as you know, you know, in this four decades in North Carolina, over four decades, I've had several five-year cycles. So I have reinvented myself as a, you know, if if it's not as as a wife, then as as an as a professional, as an entrepreneur. As as um, a community uh, community leader, as a uh, as a um, nonprofit uh, socialpreneur, and so there are all kinds of different ways. My latest uh, reinvention has been now, you know, leaving the nonprofit uh, leadership environment into, I mean, like with the Latin American Chamber of Commerce and the Latin American Economic Development Corporations that I helped create to go into a large community building organization, the largest that we have in our country um, as an executive director of one of the branches, like the YMCA, you know, I was Mm -hmm. at the YMCA. And then now the executive director of community engagement for our whole region. If you would have told me um, 
even three years ago when I started my other position that I was going to be the community engagement director for the whole Charlotte region, I, I would be like, well, okay, that's kind of like far out there, but hey, you know, but it makes sense now. You know, it was like, I always say, God always has a better plan and um, it was better than my plan, but that was ready. And, you know, that's the thing. When you are prepared, you know what they say, I always say that success is, you know, preparation, meeting opportunity. Um, it's not luck. That is success, you know, when you find that. So when you know what is your calling and when you you see the opportunity and you feel prepared and you grab it. And so, and the best way to do it is by being in community. And like I said before, community is the one that taught me how am I aligning with that pulse and I have that beat that is aligned with the community. So I've been very fortunate to learn it, to understand it, um, to recognize it when it happens and when I'm ready and I have a calling that, that is calling me to go somewhere to serve um, somewhere else. And that's part of the reinvention. So sometimes it might happen sooner, um, but if you don't know who you are and if you know what your purpose is, as you said before, Sarah, um, you're confused and you start going into strange webs and start finding tools where you're there are not really tools that become addictions that become, uh, you know, uh, 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 you know, negative um, energy that you start thinking that you are you are getting help or that is helping you cope. So coping mechanisms um, are very important in order to change and form and reinvent. Um, but you have to be careful because they can go against you. And um, so, but it's all about how you approach it and how well you know yourself. Yeah. Astrid, that is just amazing. I'm, and I'm, I'm so curious for you, do you have practices daily or, or weekly that help you know yourself? Because you talk a lot about that being and in the yeah. community and so what what do you do to to know yourself yeah yeah thank you to anchor myself in the morning um because you know nowadays we have that iphone next to our bed and that is the first thing that the arm goes out and reaches out to look at the time and you have a phone in your hand and you go into your emails and you go to your text and it's like oh there you go into a downward spiral because you have not made space to be with yourself during the day yet. So I avoid trying, I mean, well, you know, my, my phone is my alarm, but once it does, once I come, then I immediately do, um, and this is very personal, but I do a prayer that I learned with my dad that is kind of like the way that I'm connected with him every day. Mm -hmm. So I pray, I make that prayer and it's like, okay, I have that connection, which I didn't have as much of a connection with him when he was alive. So, you know, his essence stays with me now. And so I, I do that. And then um, I have uh, 
a little uh, reflection. Um, I do uh, Jesus always. Um, some people do other things. I have the joy. Also, there's a, a joy um, book that I have to that I open and I see whatever happens, you know, whatever it's um, going on. I mean, how am I connecting that day to joy and to my spiritual, you know, uh, to the spiritual energy or the spiritual messages that are coming. And that anchors me first. And then I, you know, I jump on and then make coffee or whatever, get a shower, da, 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 and then start dealing with technology issues like Sarah and I this morning and all of that stuff, or, um, you know, a little crisis, or, you know, then you see the texts and you say, oh, uh -huh. and the anxiety starts building up. But if I don't anchor my being first in the morning, I am like the Tasmanian devil all day long. <laughs> yeah, so you set the stage first thing in the morning with yes. the joy, the connection, and that's yes. so beautiful, the spiritual connection with your with your dad and with Jesus mm -hmm. and, and those, mm -hmm. yeah, that's beautiful. Do you have any other tips that you might share with our community who might be in the process of reinventing themselves personally or professionally? Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, yeah, let's see. Well, first of all, I mean, try to find your cycles, go through your life and see, okay, is it five years, is it seven years, is it 10 years? You know, those are normally the cycles. And then at that time, start thinking, what are the tools that I need I know that I have had at, at, at those times, you know, there are tools that come to you, but they come in the wrong time. So you're like, no, 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 I don't need that. I don't need that. But then five years later is like, oh my God, I have got to get that because now the student is ready and the teacher and the tools appear, you know, all of a sudden they come into convergence. So we need to be in tune with ourselves and in tune with tools and teachers that will help us cross to the other side, you know, the other level. Because I really believe it's in levels. I truly am mm -hmm. grateful that I have had um, uh, mentors and femtors and tools that have helped me identify my blind spots when I'm coming out of a cycle and we don't realize that we have them. But then if you don't realize them, then you keep dragging the blind spots to the next one and to the next one and to the next one. And it, it is a, a cumulative, um, so what we call it baggage. We keep dragging all of that. So I would say if you are, if you feel anxious and you are in that vibration when you feel like, oh, my God, um, this is not the job that I want. This is not the marriage that I want. This is not the friendships that I want. This is not the city that I want to be in. This is not whatever. We just need to stop for a moment and breathe. Like Sarah said, you know, perhaps take yoga <laughs> to be able to learn, or, you know, because it's so important. Just as an aside, I learned um, in a different way, to breathe in faith and breathe out fear. Mm -hmm. You know, breathe in faith and breathe out fear. 
Because that's what happens when you're getting ready to make a change in your life. Is fear is what it starts creating that anxiety that is natural, you know, those butterflies, but is that fear could paralyze you or it could propel you to the next level. So to understand how to find the tools to get you mobilized from the paralysis analysis sometimes. <laughs> so it's, it's a, so breathe at the moment and then see, you know, many times we make decisions just because we're anxious and because we think we're tired and we're, you know, and, and it's, it's just because we need air in our brain. So all we need to do is breathe um, as you both know and, and just make a space in our brain and our heart to be able to listen to ourselves and, 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 and literally put oxygen in our brain, um, you know, and just to renew our soul. And then we're able to think, but, and, and not start making decisions like, you know, random or whatever, because I don't like this, because I don't like that. You know, that's part of growing up and that's part of maturing. And I think that's, we just need to listen um, to that, to that inner, either, it, that when we're anxious, we need to listen because we need to pause. <laughs> that's it. I love that. Breathe in faith, breathe out fear. That is beautiful. Yes. Thank you. Well, it has helped me. If anything I can leave you with is that. <laughs> yes. Yes. You have gifted me with that. Thank you, Astrid. So glad. Yes. So if I can start to wind us down, um, a couple of, of points I've been jotting down. I have like all these sticky notes right near me right now with these amazing, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking these are some amazing pointers that you've shared with us today, Astrid. Thank you so much for, for our community. And if you don't mind, I just want to, I just want to summarize a couple of them um, that link to this whole reinvention. Um, and one, one of the other things that you said earlier is having a teachable spirit and being a learner. And right. So that's one of the things is being a lifelong learner and having an open teachable spirit um, common unity, connecting with others, not going on the journey alone, right? And, and also knowing yourself, taking that pause, know yourself and listen within. Those are, those are some of the top three things I think I'm pulling from our conversation today for our listeners. Yeah. Oh, well, I am so glad because um, I wish, well, of course, you know, we all have to go through our journey to to learn yeah. that. I wish if I would have known what I'm telling you now at 60, what when I was, oh, maybe 40 or so. Uh, wow. It would have been, um, I don't regret any of the pathways that I took, but I would have been so much more effective. Um mm -hmm. But then, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. 
But if I can help anybody, um, you know, to to take to to take the better route, you know, instead of the bumpy one, which is you know is fair is helpful now, right? You know, I can talk to you about. But you know, unfortunately, we I mean, not everybody lives like Doña Octavia to a hundred. <laughs> to do things we have a certain amount of productive time and um even in our culture we need to learn that many times our productive time might be starting now you know and that's when you wow. need to reinvent it, you know we have a culture that worships youth and uh, it's um not necessarily the way that other cultures ancient cultures Cultures that are having around longer, that's not the way they think. Actually, the the wisdom of the elders is more important than the randomness of the youth. <laughs> so um, I just think that we need to balance, find some kind of, not so much balance, but uh, I would say harmony. If we can find harmony in our lives, then we would lower the stress and be more effective. And for a long time, I did not find harmony. I always felt that I was desynchronized, you know, that the world was going this way and I was going this way. And it's like, oh, where, when do I find that? So finding those tools and those centers and mentors and community um, helped me re-engage and align the energies and uh, and the balance. You know, we only have 24 hours a day. So we have to balance and harmonize with our energy um, internally. That's what, we can create energy, that we can, and, um, and then we can manage it, but we cannot create more time, although we think we can. <laughs> yes, yes, so true. Well, Astrid, thank you so much for being here with us today. We appreciate all the wisdom and you are so right. And, and it's one of the reasons why we started Rising Stronger is to help change that conversation about the aging process. And here, as you know, in the United States, we do, we do value youth more than wisdom and so that's uh, that's one of our our goals is to help change that narrative and inspire women to live in that place of honoring their wisdom and and have a wonderful life there's so much to do oh there's so much to do yeah we have a new reality now you know it's so great we have new opportunities Yes, we do. And they are there. Mm-hmm. So um, I would love to close us out with the, little br- with the breathe in faith and breathe out fear. So for all of our listeners out there, find a moment if you can, except if you're driving in a car. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Find your long spine. Get tall, whether you're standing or whether you're seated or whether you're listening to us while you're taking a walk. Let's take 
a moment to pause and take a long, gentle breath in, a long, gentle breath out. And then in your mind, as you breathe, breathe in faith and breathe out fear. We'll do that again. Breathe in faith. Breathe out fear. Yes. Thank you so much to Astrid Chirinos for joining us today. And we look forward to having you back on another exciting episode again, Astrid. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you both. Gracias. Uh, Obrigada. Thank you both for your leadership and for what you're doing, um, making a difference in the life of so many of us. Here, you know, it's uh, it's not easy, and you're giving yourself, you're you're giving a lot of yourselves, and this this is um, you know, this kind of common unity that you are creating um, through this podcast. It's going to create a much better future for every one of us, and um, I just I'm very grateful to have you as friends, and Thank now to so have you as partners, and um, and hopefully to see you and hug you soon. <laughs> Yes. Awesome. So I'd love to just share with our community um, some upcoming events that we have arriving soon. Wendy and I are guiding free masterclass called the three missing pieces to falling asleep peacefully and staying asleep. That's coming up on March 31st. April 9th and April 11th. We'll have the link to sign up in our show notes. Also our live virtual course, the Essential Yoga Self-Care Blueprint. It's a 30-day virtual yoga and wellness reset for midlife women and beyond to live more and stress less. That's coming up starting April 19th. And we finally get to go. We're going to Sedona, Arizona. It is a yoga and hiking retreat in October. Woohoo! Woohoo! We're wow. so excited. Oh man, that's awesome. Yes. More about yes. it. Come join us, Astrid. So we'll put those links in the show notes of this podcast. And thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you and sending big love to everyone. Big love, everyone. Thank you. You too.